Welcome to the October 11th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast. This is your host, Space Marine. Today we have an exciting interview with Bitcoin artist Nanu Burks. Jumping right into the interview. You're a Bitcoin artist? Yeah, so I am a transcendental artist. I make art about technologies that enhance human optimization. Uh, I try to focus on planet-positive technologies and blockchain. I'm pretty much obsessed with the tech. All right, cool. Do you have like a web page I can look at while I interview you? Yeah, so you can go to nanoworks.com. Okay. And then you can see the the art page. It has a store, and then underneath there's a bunch of um, pictures, and also the Instagram feed is there, which has my most recent stuff. The front page has a bunch of art, but then you're saying your Instagram has way more? So the front page has my Instagram feed at the bottom, and then the art tab has my store, and then also um, pictures of murals and stuff underneath. Are you actually making a living for making Bitcoin art? Yeah, so I'm, I am a full-time artist, and I make blockchain and transcendental tech art. So I would say 90% of my art in the last two years has been primarily crypto art. So I make Bitcoin, Ether, you know, other coins I like. Um, I advise a bunch of art companies. Uh, or I guess I've advised a bunch of different ones. I try to work with three brands at a time so that I can really focus on their ethos. So right now I'm working with paybook.com, which is a system for financial transparency. And they focus on on basically holding each other accountable, just really, really missing in the blockchain space. So they're awesome. You can track your, your fiat and your crypto through paybook.com, through Glass. And the whole team is just badass, you know? So. It, that's been really nice. And I also work with the Blockchain Art Collective. So I kind of eat those, amplify for them, and they make it really easy for me to to put my physical art on the blockchain, which is really difficult for, you know, for most blockchain art companies are all digital and like digital scarcity and digital assets. But for people like me who make physical pieces of art, they make it really easy with like with an NFC chip. Uh, near field communication chip, I can just slap it on my artwork and then through their app connect it and track provenance and track ownership and all that. Okay, so what chain do you put on Ethereum? Say that again? Which blockchain do you use? So I use a couple different ones depending on what projects I'm working with. The Blockchain Art Collective has their own and, uh, you know, the Swarm Fund has their own and so it depends who I'm working with. And that has been something really interesting uh, at a couple of panels. At the last panel in New York City for uh, New York City Blockchain Week, we were talking with, you know, a, a few other coin artists about how sometimes we register this work on multiple platforms by mistake or, you know, there's things like that that happen because it's so early on in the process. Um, so everything, all of it is interesting, you know, uh, rare assets and all of these other digital asset companies sell prints um, online on their own blockchains but I'm focusing mostly on selling physical art like auctioning physical art and then having that piece be be connected to the blockchain Um, that way I can auction the pieces and raise funds for different organizations uh, for wildlife protection and things like that so you create non-fungible tokens connected to your physical pieces of art and I'm just asking like what blockchain is it actually on probably Ethereum right I use, I mean, I use a few different ones. That's why I do use Ethereum mostly. Um, 
but I mean, there's like the EOS blockchain, you know, there's, and there's so many different projects. And so it depends. It really depends. All right. So EOS has non-fungible tokens too. Um, I haven't registered anything with the, with a, with a specific project in EOS yet, but I know that I'm working with a few projects that are building on their blockchain. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at your art and it's really psychedelic. Yeah, I try to use um, a lot of colors and focus on on really putting a lot of elements from nature and technology and a lot of the abstract backgrounds look like molecules or things you would see if you zoomed into some bio labs. I have not seen anything that looks like a molecule yet. I'm just seeing like, I'm on your paintings page mm -hmm. and it looks really psychedelic. Like Interesting. Well, we did put an event called Crypto Psychedelic in Tulum once, so... You know, I definitely advocate for the legalization of alternative medicines that help with depression and PTSD. I work with the MAPS Foundation, so I donated pieces for, for their auctions. And Crypto Psychedelic was an epic, epic um, production that we put on Tulum where we brought in um, experts from the crypto scene and the, and the plant medicine world, like, you know... Um, um, Dennis McKenna came and, and just like the big titans of... And basically, we compared the whole point of the of the conference was to compare um, ancient technologies, which is medicine, medicinal plants, to recent technology, which is blockchain. You know, so it was it was very interesting. The idea of mining with your mind, you know, versus a miner, um, and all these different um, capabilities from the software, and just getting paid for your own data or for your attention for all these things, it is a step in the right direction. But there's a lot of bullshit, you know, so. Um, Did you actually make money on Steemit? So you're breaking up, Sylvia. Did you actually make money on Steemit? I mean, I can log into my Steemit right now. You can see it also on my. If you go to my prep page, there are um, there's my Steemit link right there, and you can see the articles that I posted. Um, I'm logging in now too. So the the post that I made the most money with. That was one of the first ones. I think had made like twelve or thirteen bucks, so not a lot. And that was because the community really took me in and started reposting it and everything like that. I think it made like twenty bucks, its highest. And then everything else has like two, three dollars, eight dollars, ten dollars, you know. So I like I like the idea. Yeah, they're averaging in like ten bucks, you know, thirteen, ten. So I like the idea that these things are up there forever and that they continue to make money versus not making any money at all, like me posting on Instagram. Um, but, but yeah, it's not great, you know? <laughs> it's a start. So what was that psychedelic thing you're part of? What's it called again? Um, it's called Crypto Psychedelic. You can go to CryptoPsychedelic.com. Oh, cool. It's a conference that I helped organize. So I was doing a lot there. I helped organize. I helped with the art direction. I live-painted. Um, and so it was a lot, and I... I have been, uh, after that, I decided not to plan events anymore because it's, it's a lot of work to do all of that and be an artist, like, there at the same time. But it was amazing, and it was um, it was a really good experiment. You know, there's a lot of controversy around around medicinal plants and stuff like that, but MAPS was there, and they're, they're incredible. You know, they're trying to use MBA for PTSD, and, um, I mean, ayahuasca is already being used by the military for PTSD, and... Um, so it's interesting. All right. So how's it related to crypto? Because so it was called crypto psychedelic. The idea is that the government 
is really slow in funding projects that have to do with psychedelics, right? So if we can get crypto magic money from the internet to fund some of the research, we can pay everyone enough to get some things approved. Because MAPS, for example, um, you know, they've done so much work on accepting and proving the MDMA um, the progress that has on PTSD and depression, but then there's literally not enough money to continue to get it passed through different laws and approved and like the research and there's just, they do so much work and they get stuck still because there's not enough funds and there's not enough funds because it's it's controversial and because the government, you know, it's going to be really difficult to get this funded through anything traditional. So the Pineapple Fund donated, you know, a bunch of money to MAPS and a lot of crypto investors and um, crypto underground people will donate to to research in the psychedelic space because we know that it's very useful for consciousness expansion. And so um, so that's what crypto relates to. It's basically we're trying to fund some of these transcendental projects that help humanity from money that is not centralized and controlled by the government. All right, so what plant medicines are you referring to? Because I'm an expert on plant medicines. Um, I'm just curious which ones you're referring to. So like ayahuasca, iboga, you know, iboga is a really, really serious plant very toxic very dangerous to use without supervision same with ayahuasca i am from the traditional school of doing things in the in the most traditional way with shamans and with traditional uh people from the culture who know what they're doing i would never advise anyone to do this at home on their own uh but i have you know i have taken ayahuasca several times i've never taken iboga but i know that it's really good for addiction like one session will get you out of anything that you're on without withdrawals Ayahuasca has completely cured my depression. I've microdosed on mushrooms on and off my entire life. That has helped a lot with depression. And so they're working on stuff like that, you know, microdosing with mushrooms and obviously LSD and MDMA that are, you're right, they're not medicinal plants, but they're similar theories, technologies. Um, but I think, you know, iboga, ayahuasca, and mushrooms are are a blessing for people that have the, that struggle with depression or PTSD. I could tell, like, I was just looking at this stuff and it's like, yeah, this is stuff I see on acid. You know? But it's really, it's really funny because I, I've always painted this way since I was little, and I've always painted like super psychedelic stuff. But I didn't actually start taking psychedelics until really late in life, um, and so I feel like this is stuff that I just do anyway, you know. So can you point me to like the webpage where your crypto art is? Like I want to like talk to you about your actual Bitcoin art. I want to see yeah, it. Yeah. So, so if you go to my main page and you see my instagram feed at the bottom Mm -hmm. you're gonna see that a lot of those pieces most of them are crypto so the first photo on your left is a video yeah first photo on the left yeah it's a video the second one is the fashion line and a lot of those designs are crypto so if you go on the top to the art store and you enter the art store you can see my entire bitcoin collection it's like a whole fashion line with crypto and then the third picture right there, where I'm sitting surrounded by art, all of those pieces are cryptos. I'm wearing a bathing suit with a B for Bitcoin, that's part of my fashion line. The piece behind it is like the, the main piece with the Bitcoin, that's one of my famous pieces. And then the whole collection is registered on the blockchain. So um, one of the other pieces in that collection is the DNA piece that I did for the DNA fund. Um, another one I did for the Ikigai fund that's on my left so all of them are for different crypto funds as well you know they're commissioned they're paid in crypto they're for crypto companies they're registered on the blockchain so all of them are art or crypto art just not all of them have to be all right so basically there's an industry for crypto companies hiring you to make really cool art for them well i 
I wish that that was the case. I wish that it was easy and that people would just hire me to make art. The truth is the complete opposite. Is there is a need for art in that space because art is the sole language of all movements. You know, you need to get mass adoption. You need to get people on board. You need to get your symbols out there. You need to get your brand out there. However, we traditionally have never really valued art at the same level as we value engineering or you know anything else or like doctors or anything. And so you actually have to fight hardcore to get hired or to get paid. And so that's something that I try to help artists with. I've always written my own proposals and I fund my own deals and find marketing money to turn it into art money. So like no one is hiring me to do anything unless I propose things to them. And that's because everybody wants my art in their things, you know, like there's a lot of interest. People, a lot of people will call me to like send them a piece or in the mural, but nobody wants to pay for it. So, so it's like a love hate relationship. Like, yes, people are interested in a bunch of companies call you to ask you to send them free stuff, but very few people, I shouldn't say no one, but very, very few people are the people who will hire you directly offering you money. Like most people offer you exposure, which is bullshit because it doesn't pay my bills, you know? And so, behind the scenes a lot of the crypto artists and artists in general we're always talking about like oh my god like i just got offered another thing for exposure like how the hell am i supposed to pay my bills so my personal mission on earth you know in part is to educate about redefining of value through decentralized economies and how we actually do need to pay people with fiat or crypto or something and not just exposure so that the artists can actually make a living because Art is extremely valuable to convey messages, you know, music, visual art, you name it. But why are we still not paying for it? You know, like a crypto, an ICO will hire a marketing team, um, you know, they will hire engineers to build the platform. And then they'll just ask artists to still do art for exposure. Even even companies that are blockchain art companies that they, they claim that they support the artists, they'll pay their entire team, they'll spend marketing dollars on getting a booth at a conference. But then they message me and they're like, hey, we would love to have your art for exposure. And maybe we'll pay you for the prints that sell. And I'm like, you think that me selling like an $18 print every three months is going to help me pay for my bills? You know, like, is that really valuing the art of the artist? So I don't think so. So it's, uh, and it's not because they're bad people. Like, they're great people. They're trying to do, they're trying to help the artists. They're trying to create platforms that will change this in the future. But it's still really early on, you know. So I think it takes education from all of us to each other but also from the artists to really educate the people hiring us that we can't do shit for exposure anymore like that's not gonna that's not gonna work you know that's not gonna help redefine value in any way and so like you basically from your experiences of not being paid now you're campaigning for people to pay artists yeah and so and you know you have to this is why you have to be you have to be able to see what makes sense for the companies and for yourself like I'm not going to sell something that is not useful for someone, but if I see a company that has a marketing budget of 50K a month or like 25K a month, and they're doing some like bullshit generic advertisement that is boring, I can write a proposal and send them a counter proposal and say, hey, you no, know, you have 25 grand for, for marketing every month. What I propose is let's paint this huge mural let's do a viral marketing campaign with a time-lapse video and I'll tweet about it every day and we'll send swag, you know, we'll sell swag and all this stuff. But if you're not, like, I'm a, I'm a businesswoman, you know, traditionally just by, I just have always done my own, like I've been on my own since I was nine, so I've always negotiated my own living situation 
but if you're not inclined to businesses and you're an artist and you don't know how to market yourself you're screwed you know so that's why i want to help other artists kind of like value their work better and then advocate and find the money wherever it is and turn it into something that's useful for you and for the business well okay you're part of the bitcoin art people that amelia interviewed what are they doing so we we did um uh an art show in paris and it was basically um sharing the culture also of what bitcoin art movement is about you know because it is for mass adoption like if you see the bee spray painted on a wall enough times or if you see it on t-shirts enough times and you're just a random person who has no idea about blockchain you're gonna start wondering what the hell it is and you're gonna look google it you're gonna look for it you know so that's the whole point behind the the art as mass adoption movement um the other thing that we did in in paris you know it was that redefining of value kind of like if you own something that is registered on the blockchain that you can track its, its ownership and uh, it's switching of hands and all of this stuff, um, it's going to be worth more. Also, if it's a part of history. So any art that I'm making, that any of these artists are making about blockchain and about Bitcoin that are going to be registered very early on are pieces of history. So they're going to be worth a lot more also because they're very early on. Um, so in, in Paris, I sent three, three of my artworks and two of them sold one for Bitcoin and one for um, for Euro. And it was just a really cool show, you know? It was educational and people got to play with the technology. Some some pieces were VR enabled, AR enabled. So we're gonna do another one of those in the States sometime soon. I'm also planning to be at Art Basel and do a crypto art thing over there. Um, I'm, I think I'm gonna be at the World CryptoCon in Las Vegas at the end of the month. Um, and they're doing a lot of art stuff. Also, Davos, um, January, is going to have some crypto art stuff. So it's it's all about redefining value, really, like decentralizing the power and the funds, you know, for for everyone. So you're traveling all around the world, I guess. Yeah, the last two years were really travel-heavy. I, I went to something like 25 countries in two months, and then I, that was like at the, when I was traveling the most. I was traveling hardcore for two years in 25 countries in like two months. And then I've just been in Austin where my studio is for the last three months, kind of taking it easy. But now at the end of this month, it starts again. So I'm going to be, you know, Vegas, then a show in New York with the Blockchain Art Collective. Um, that's going to be tracked through Paybook transparently, which is going to be awesome because then we can track um, all the, the auction and make sure that the money, like make sure that we're being really transparent about how the funds are being used the crypto and fiat that's coming in for the auction and who we're going to donate it to and stuff. Um, so yeah, so I have, you know, Vegas, New York, Miami, I think going back to Europe and then, um, um, and then yeah, Switzerland and stuff like that. So it's picking back up. Anything else you want to say about Bitcoin art? Um, I think there's a lot of ways to make Bitcoin art that people don't, don't, uh, think about usually, you know, you can make Bitcoin art with the symbols, so I can paint a bee somewhere in whatever type of art, and that's how it qualifies as Bitcoin art. You can make, you can register on the blockchain, you know, digitally or with an NFC chip or other. Um, and then you can also make art about decentralization that doesn't have to do anything with Bitcoin, but that is all blockchain technology. And so the Bitcoin art movement is is very specific, but also the crypto art movement and the blockchain art movement and then the transcendental art movement 
and it is all connected to the psychedelic, you know, the psychonauts and like all this stuff because at the end of the day is to share a technology that is that is good for our human expansion, you know? It's good for our decentralization of power to reclaim our freedom. So I think if you're a libertarian or an anarchist or into tech or into AI or any of that, you could be making blockchain art, you know, crypto art. Anything I'm missing here or you're missing or I guess I mean, so I'm from Argentina, you know, so I was, I was born in Argentina, I left when I was 13 years old, and I was there during the crisis of 02 and 08, so the banks took all my mom's savings and basically left us on the street, so that's why I'm super interested in this technology, like, I saw firsthand how the government can just screw you over, and then the people have nothing to do about it like we couldn't do anything about it so I was you know 13 years old and I was spray painting banks and throwing rocks through their windows because they stole their money like it was crazy you know so I think a lot of people don't know that about me and um, a lot of people say in general that crypto artists are just riding the wave because there's money in it but most of us I would say yeah most of us are really passionate about the technology really understand it and really see how we can make a difference so to me I mean like living through that in Argentina and then being able to move to the States and have more opportunities and still get screwed over by healthcare and still get screwed over by the banks and all this stuff. And then finding crypto that it's not centralized has been a blessing, you know? And it really has, I, I really believe in it. I just really think that it can change a lot. And I mean, like, Dash is already building, reconstructing things after the earthquake in Mexico with Dash, you know? Like, there's so many of these currencies that are already being used. In Argentina, Uber takes Bitcoin, you know, because the government wanted to ban Uber, and Uber just now takes Bitcoin, it's still going, and so it's amazing, and uh, I really believe in it, I believe in making art about it so that people can find out more about it, and um, yeah. When did you figure out about Bitcoin, like when did you find it? I heard about it in 09, no, I heard about it in, yeah, I heard about it in 09, but I, you know, I was not interested in tech at all, um, and then during 2012, when I was in Mexico, actually, and, like, everything was going, you know, going on with the Mayan calendar and whatever, I was at the pyramids, and some hippies were telling me about Bitcoin, and so I heard about it and kind of started spray painting murals about it when I was on the road, but I didn't have social media, I didn't have a computer or phone, I just, like, didn't want to be a part of the system, you know, and then, um, probably, like, five years ago, um, I started making more art about it. Two years ago, I got back on online. So like two years ago, I really got back. Like I opened an Instagram and I opened a Twitter and I opened a, a YouTube and I started more making making art, you know, full time. And so it's interesting because if you look at my career, I'm pretty successful and I work my ass off, you know, to have these opportunities and to, like I said, to find the money from other places and just translate it into art in a way that's useful for the business and for myself. Um, at the same time, because it's like a, I'm a, my own entrepreneur and a, pers- a, a team of one, I'm not like swimming in Bitcoin, you know, like a lot of people assume that if you're a pretty well-known artist in the space, you are making bank and that's not true. So it's still a long battle, you know, to make it a sustainable business, but I just do it because I really love it. There are a lot of really good opportunities. Pieces are selling from like, you know, I usually sell pieces from two grand to 10 grand. I've sold other ones for a little bit more, some auctions. So there's, there is a market, but you just have to make it. Like, no one's going to come just hire you to do something. 
um, and pay you. Like, usually people just want you to do it for exposure. So I just want to, I, I hope that this helps people understand a little bit more, you know, why why artists make art about this, how you can help each other out, um, how you can find money from other places to turn into something that's useful, and hopefully the industry um, really starts supporting the artists, you know, in, in redefining value and paying them for their skills, because it takes me, you know, it took me, I'm 20, 29, so... I've been painting since I can remember, like since I was two years old, taking art history classes and stuff. And so it's taken me 30 years to be able to make the stuff that I make, you know? And so when people say, why should I pay you for this piece of art? You're paying for all of my studying and, you know, anyone who's making art, anyone who's making art about this, um, about the new technologies. And so that's the way that we get to mass adoption and it should be highly valued. So um, there's more and more companies, like I said, you know, Paybook and the Blockchain Art Collective have been amazing. Not only at paying for the art and like supporting artists but allow me to to co-design these things with them you know um to explain to them how i work and what's how i can provide the most beneficial content for them and then then them supporting they su- support basically how i work instead of them saying you know you need to provide these metrics this month like that's really backwards for a creative person and so the way i do it usually i try to set a retainer where a few different companies that i work with and then I, I provide high value in return, you know, in content and different things like that. So it's, it's exciting because a lot of it is, is changing. Like, there's so many opportunities right now to redefine how we work, what value is, how we get paid. Um, and so it's, it's been a really magical journey to learn about all this stuff. But thanks for the interview. I really appreciate this. It was good talking to you. Sounds good. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. That's all we have for you today on this October 11th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast. Thanks again to Nanu Burks, the Bitcoin artist, for explaining the Bitcoin art world to us. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and crypto news. If you read BitcoinNews.com, you will be an expert in no time. This is Space Marine signing out, going back to space.